The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of Rose Carlo. Uh, this is Derek Orther from the Grime Eximius. You're listening to Radioactive Metal. metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a grimy episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 716, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, and dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. In honor of the passing of Her Majesty, the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth II, the True Cult Coffee recipe we have is called the Royal Majesty. True Cult Coffee, Guinness, and Curry. That's it. Oh, That's what you put in your coffee. That's about as wow. British as it gets. Because, um, well, I mean, obviously, I guess British coffee is tea. Because they don't drink coffee. That's even funnier. Right. Co- coffee is definitely right. an American thing. So we'll put the we'll put Guinness, maybe even some Earl Grey. <laughs> maybe that's it. We have true coffee with Earl Grey and curry powder. <laughs> but oh, oh. Uh, this is brutal. Yeah, brutal. yeah, it is. It is. And we'll talk more about the passing of the Queen here, because you know, as, as much as I'm making jokes, I make jokes about everything. But um, the crown has always been a big part of my family, and that's why I had to make something up here. But trvekvltcoffee.com. We've been sharing our recipes over the years. We want you to share yours. Um, we had the Headless Horseman last week. Was it last week, Snowy? The Headless Horseman? Mm-hmm, yeah. It was cinnamon whiskey, yeah. pumpkin spice in your coffee. What else am I missing? Anything? Or is that, that was it? it? Okay, it's, there we go. So true cold coffee, yeah. cinnamon fire whiskey, fireball cinnamon whiskey, and um, pumpkin spice. Uh, the creamer, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So that that is the just, headless just horseman. Just in time for Halloween. Yeah, the headless yeah. horseman. So rock that one. And if you don't want to get coffee today, if you don't want to subscribe today, at the very least, at the very least, go get yourself on the mailing list because. It is the spooky season upon us, right? Like, as we record, well, heck, when you hear this, it's only going to be like a couple more weeks to October, right? When you hear this, um, I will probably be at 
the DRI show coming up here in Charleston. Mm, so that's right, right. Get on the mailing list for True Call Coffee. Do not miss out on any special things that they're going to do for Halloween because, listen, we said it last week, Halloween is essentially Christmas for metalheads, right? Oh, this yeah. is our Christmas, you know. Um, so there's going to be fun stuff. I don't know what he's doing. I don't have any, you know, information or anything like that. Not like I have any special information. I'm just saying, based on previous years, um, there's probably going to be something cool because he's cool and they're cool because Mm -hmm. this is not some giant corporation. This is a dude supporting his family by putting out coffee that he loves, that he drinks, that he's passionate about. And that's, man, like, this is really like what America is about, right? Like being able to to come here, take pride in your work, and make money at taking pride in your work, right? Mm-hmm. That that's that's truly the American dream, and that's truly what would make America great again to have more of that. Um, you know, disengaged workforces that are just trying to get through their day. That's not that that's not America. I mean, it is, but that's not. Like yeah. The America that I love. It shouldn't be, yes. Right? Yeah. The America I love is the guy who's hustling, who's doing a couple jobs to make his main love happen. Right? And that's what I want to see. So, True Call Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. What's going on there, Snowman? Well, before we go any further, and since we are talking about True Cavalt Coffee, we want to say hello and happy birthday to one Mr. Coffee Bean Occulta. Today Oh shit, we... that's right. Yeah, oh, happy birthday, is... buddy. For sure, for sure. So we'll definitely be dedicating soon enough our uh, mandatory metal track for True Cavalt Coffee to his occultedness, for sure, for sure. But before we kind of get there, since you were talking about the spooky season okay and it's upon us once once okay like i don't follow the calendar for the changing of the seasons the fall starts for me even though i don't have a horse in this race anymore fall starts for me first day of school kids are back in school that's the way it was when i was a kid that's the way it is now and it still is um so the fall season is upon us, bringing us to the ha- to the Halloween season. And you know, you know that it is the Halloween season when the spirit of Halloween stores reopen in your area. So, oh, I saw you posting those. Yeah, yeah. Just just yesterday, the Snowy Brood and I we were out we were out and about. And we're like, we went, we went to the record shops. We did this. We had lunch. We went to the comic book shops. Well, well, well what do we do now? Spirit, 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 spirit. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Because it had just opened just a week earlier and we hadn't got to it. And we just, we just had a fantastic time. That first day there, our first trip. And we will do weekly trips every Saturday beyond halloween because we'll be there looking for 
costume ideas and whatnot and whatever we couldn't buy last week, you know, because it's not just costumes for me. There's all sorts of neat merchandise and memorabilia and a bunch of cool stuff. And, you know, there's always a lot like I take great I take pictures, you know, of all their displays and all and all that. It's just it's just a great time. So, yeah, for all of beyond Halloween, because they have to burn off the merchandise that didn't get that didn't get sold. Yeah. Right. They have all all that extra stuff. Well, we got to get rid of it. Well, mark it down 50 percent. Well, okay, <laughs> I'll take this, 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 this. So yeah, the spirit, the spirit stores have now opened, as well to uh, for for me personally. Okay, and this 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 is kind of appropriate. You've seen the movie Jaws. Oh, I love that movie, Snowman. Obvious, obviously, you've seen it. You know what it's all about. Like the theme song is iconic. The oh sound yeah, the, the, everything. Yeah, everything is just it's it's an absolute classic. We have it on DVD. I've been watching it my whole life. I have it memorized. Last week for just one week run, it returned to the theaters. No, you. It, it was did. actually in your area because it was supposed it, to be here, but I couldn't find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it, it was in my in one of my local. In one of my local theaters, no I caught, I caught, the very last screening of it. It was a, uh, it was this past Thursday afternoon, which I had taken the day off of work for, for, um, for another reason later that evening, and I thought, okay, I got the day off. I'm going to make because I've, I've never okay when when Jaws first came out in '75, I was four, five, yeah. you know, like it just wasn't able to uh to see it in the theaters and it's just it's one of the like it's the original blockbuster oh yeah so like it's definitely something that i needed to see in the theater well it really set the stage for i mean for summer blockbusters for for even for horror films right because it really would you say this is possibly one of the more, not necessarily the first psychological thriller, but the one that really played on your imagination? Oh, it definitely did. You, you know, you didn't even see the shark until about halfway through the movie. Yeah. And then the psychological eff- effect that it had on viewers for years afterwards people wouldn't go into the ocean people wouldn't go into the lakes people didn't like going swimming well a a friend of mine his mom grew up at the jersey shore and she was saying before jaws um you know they call shark everybody goes out of the water they groan no big deal and she's like after jaws people run screaming out of the water Mm-hmm. And yeah. it just it it really really messed with everybody's imagination, which is pretty impressive, you know. It 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 really did. It really did. There are there, you know there are people to this day, you know that their irrational fear is going into swimming pools, you know. Which okay, I guarantee you, there's no shark in there. But you know, you I'm I'm in the water. Okay, so I finally. Finally got to see it in the theater. It's in 3D. Wow. 
Holy shit. The original now, Jaws in 3D. The original Jaws in 3D. Wow. Okay, like I said, I've seen this movie so many times, I got yeah. it memorized, but it was a whole new experience, and it was intense. Oh, dude, that's amazing. Because like, the opening Chrissy Watkins sequence, when she's thrashing around in the water and all that, okay? Yeah. And she's screaming, dude, the water is splashing into your face. Oh, wow. Like, it's just because it's 3D yeah. and you're right there. It's, you know, it was absolutely intense. Robert Shaw's big speech, and I'm not worrying about spoilers here. If you haven't seen Jaws by now. Oh, yeah. Uh, you should have. <laughs> yes. Yes. Robert Shaw is, as Quint, that big speech about him being on the Indianapolis. Yeah, the Indianapolis. The I was trying to remember the ship. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it, it got... It got um, it got sunk by uh, by by a, a Japanese sub submarine. Yeah, you know they had they had to abandon ship, and most of them were killed by sharks and all that. When he's telling that that story, yeah, okay, he's right there, right in your face, and, and that scene's intense as it is. Mm -hmm. But like when he's when you're like face to face, eye to eye with that character and he's telling that story it's like fuck holy jeez so many people have commented on that particular scene and and, and <laughs> i mean the entire movie is just really fantastic everything they do all every suspenseful moment that sort of stuff but to have even something else that just really tugs at the heartstrings like well, holy crap you know, mm -hmm. one of my personal oh. favorite Quint moments, and I have a drink in my hand. I'm going to raise it to you right now. Is here's to swimming with bowlegged women. <laughs> bowlegged women. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Swimming with bowlegged okay. women. Yeah, because I got something else to uh, to mention with this. Okay. 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 I'm. It's it's a uh, okay. The sequence. When they're singing, you know, at when they're show when, me when the, way, the, to the go way to go home. home. Okay, I'm tired and I want to go to bed. Yeah. Okay, I, I have that memorized. Obviously. Oh, likewise. Okay, because it was a weekday afternoon. Okay. Yeah. In the mid. Okay, because it was a weekday, a mat matinee in the middle of the afternoon. I had the theater to myself for this. No, no way. Did you say that? Uh, oh, you're damn right I did. That's awesome. <laughs> That's right, because there's no one else around. I had the best seat in the house. I could put my feet up. I was I was re I was reclined back. Damn right I sang along to that sequence out, out loud. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. That's the best, dude. Oh, yeah. True story. I was auditioning to be a musician at a local theme park in Pittsburgh. And mm -hmm. I I had no idea what I was doing, dude. I'd never done anything like that before in my life. And I show up, you know, I play a little bit because um, I just want to be a bassist, you know. Mm -hmm. And they're like, can you sing something? I'm like, uh, sure. And my mom's with me and she, she still laughs at this. Um, to this day, like she thinks this is the greatest thing in the world. Um, but you know, they're like, what are you going to sing? I'm like, show me the way to go home. Do you know that one? 
<laughs> and so I just sang it right there because, like you, I've got it completely um, memorized, man. Do I have that? Do I know that one? Come on. Holy jeez. Of course. Of course. That's fantastic. Right on. Right on. Um. So, yeah, that's... I'll, 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 I'll never forget that experience. I just... I just wish Mrs. Snowy was with me, though. Oh yeah, that would have been great. You know that 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 would have been just perfect. Um, before we kind of get on with the grunt here, I got a little bit of stuff I want to give a shout out to and mention. Um, a couple episodes ago, we had one Denny Ferguson on the show, yeah. also known as Bangus Young from. The Winnipeg Roller Derby League, League. and now she's ever, ever, yes, yes, and now she's one of the committee members for the Manitoba Loud Music Awards. Okay, and a good friend of mine. I see her all the time out in the scene, and we just, I, we just love each other. It's, she's absolutely amazing. Unfortunately, her mother recently passed away. Man, yeah, we want to give our love and condolences to Denny for that. So what the scene is doing the Friday coming up as we speak is going to be a um, fundraiser, you know, to help with funeral costs and expenses and all that. So the day you're first listening to this, everyone in the Winnipeg or the Manitoba area, Get down to Bulldogs. You know exactly what I'm talking about and where it is. It's, you know, it's it's for a great cause and there's a lot of great bands, bands that I really love playing as well. So, uh, yes, yes, please do. Do something cool for uh, someone that's really important to the scene around here. And finally, I know this intro has got a little bit longer than usual, but... Our longtime listeners will remember former co-hostess Elizabeth Hart Maxwell from up here in Winnipeg. Really good friend of mine, yeah. obviously. Um, a couple years back, though, she moved to Europe, and she is she she was she was she was taking up kickboxing. Oh, I remember that. And yeah, yeah, she moved to Europe. To apply her trade there, and it's really paying off because this weekend she is going to be on pay per view for a uh, Muay Thai card. No shit. I don't know. Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, like Comendo, where we're at, like like if it's in Thailand, in, holy crap, because that's it's insane. In, it's yeah, no, it's it's in Denmark. Okay, still, it's, dude, it's, it's Muay Thai, yeah. that. Man, that is a martial art that is, you know, like so many, so many of the martial arts are very much about physics, disarming, you know, that sort of stuff. And, you know, a little guy is going to beat somebody up um, because, you know, just really, you know, using physics and the right moves and stances and things. Dude, Muay Thai, you're essentially turning yourself into just a killing machine. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a brutal, intense training. Um, the kicks, the power, it's all, it's man, it's all about power. You know, like one of my favorite stories when I was um, first learning about Muay Thai is there was some guy 
that um, you know looked looked kind of small, but he was a um, he was a, a fighter, and like four or five guys jumped him in an alleyway one night on his way home, and he sent three of them to the hospital. <laughs> wow! Like like obviously he was fine, but um, it's just like holy crap, dude! You know, that's the kind of stuff you only see in movies, and here he is doing that. Do it in real life, yeah. No, for sure. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, this weekend, probably as soon as I'm done here, um, her card will is available on the Fight app on your Roku TV, or you can download the app for any of your devices. Uh, find find the card. I believe it's the Cometa Fight Fight Club off the top of my head. I, I'll, I'll know it to see it. Okay, I'll give a full report of it next weekend, but I'm really looking forward to seeing her fight. Yeah, I can you know, always see I've, I've never, yeah, I've, I have, I just, I just never got the chance because her, her time here, she had just started training and then, you know, she just wasn't booked on any fights or, uh, around here until basically, you know, and then once she moved away, that's when it really started happening for so i'm looking forward to that i don't know if i'm going to sit through an entire card of this because it's really not my thing but i got no problems chucking down a couple shekels and then just 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 to check out her match i'm really looking forward to it well do you yeah. like boxing or anything like that or mma uh, you watch any of that stuff I- I was being being a pro wrestling fan. I did become an MMA fan uh, for about four or five years, going back a few years now. Okay. But it's it's been a while. It's been a while. Well, like Muay Thai is essentially one of the MMA arts. Mm-hmm. It you is, know. yeah. And and honestly, until the Gracies, it's the one that uh, tend to win the most. <laughs> until the Gracies started dominating with Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Right. Right. No. For for sure, for sure. So yeah, with that out of the way, once again we want to wish Mr. Coffee Bean Oculta a very special happy birthday and let's get on with some music here with the mandatory metal segment. Um the new Epoch of Unlight. At War with the Multiverse is available now. And I thought, okay, you know what? Let's uh, let's drop a track specifically for this. So this is Epoch of Unlight with Night Hunt. Oh, the 
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Hey dude, what's going on? Alright, do you remember a while back I said Metallica had like some special t-shirts they were um, putting out? Right. Well, it finally got here. Like, I honestly ah. forgot about it. Um, it's it, It's been so long and it's like this surfing skeleton. It It looks so cool, dude. And it looks vintage, right? Like it's brand new. Like it looks, it looks so nice. I almost don't want to wear it because it looks so great. But I'm like, well, no, I bought it to wear it, so That's I need right. to wear the sucker out. But um, I want to talk about it on this show first. And then, did you see? There's a Randy Rhodes documentary on um, 
Amazon Prime now. No, no. I need to finish it. I started watching it. I was geeking out just because they had a realistic tape recorder. And, you know, I worked at Radio Shack. My dad worked at Radio Shack. I had tons of Radio Shack gear as a kid. You know? mm-hmm. So that was a big deal for me. Um, but, it, dude, it's really cool. Because, you know, they talk about Randy and learning guitar. And, you know, it is mom school and just all this sort of stuff. And just really what a phenomenal guitarist he was, you know. And, and that's all I've seen so far. But so that's that's something to definitely check out. I need to finish watching it. Um, but it's one of those things where I I was trying to watch it. And I'm like, no, I, I need to have like no distractions in the house. Like it needs to be a night when the kids are out or something or, you know, so mm-hmm. I can really, really focus. Because I just, I just kept picking up little details. I'm like, oh, wow, this is cool. All right. And then um, so with Randy Rhodes, um, this past Friday, the new Ozzy, patient number nine, dropped. Oh, okay. Right, it, dude, it's fantastic. I don't know if you gave it a spin yet. Um, it's not. I don't think it's available. Do you Do you have it in physical form in oh, your no. area yet? No, I, I. Oh, okay. Almost everything I do now, I do on Apple Music first because I can easily um, listen to it while I'm working. Okay, yeah. So, so that's been my thing. So yeah, I see I honestly I hate when they put stuff on um digital first. I really hate that, dude. Like I I wish yeah. that it would come out together. They they did that for um a Brian Sessor record. Like cuz I had pre-ordered vinyl and everything. And mm-hmm. you know, the the digital came out. I'm like, oh, great. When's my mom again here? They're like, oh, well, not till December. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, that's like three yeah. months from now. That makes no mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yes, I, I don't understand why they're doing that. I mean, I get that so many people consume on digital, but that makes more sense for a young artist, not an artist like Ozzy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, because like the an artist like, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Like an artist he he's got he's got fans that want the physical stuff, you know that that like that's a big deal to us, you know. So yeah, but anyway, what I heard it's really good, and um, I guess to coincide with that, this Thursday night because it dropped on Friday, Thursday night Ozzy played a halftime show for some football game, which I have no idea about. Did you hear about that? No, no. Wow. Oh wow. shit. I can't believe I'm scooping you for once. We're going to put this on the calendar as a holiday. I've had a really busy week, as Uh, you're going to find out in my metal fix. Oh, I'm sure. This is going to be one of the 60-minute metal fixes where you've been to five shows a night. (laughs) It's it's nice to know Canada's opening back up. But so Ozzy (laughs) did the halftime show. And um, like I I watched some videos of it. And it's people in the stands that are real far away. But apparently... Um, whoever televises, because dude, I don't follow football. Anybody, I I don't give a shit about it. But um, mm-hmm. apparently, like you got to hear like maybe thirty seconds of Ozzy singing, and then they talked over it the entire time, talking about the oh. game, and people were just blasting them. They're like, oh, no, you don't talk shit. over Ozzy. We don't give I'm a shit about your football. I'm looking that up on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you need to. Wow. Yeah, so it, so that was kind of funny. Um, and then, 
And this is something we should talk about for um, a future a future topic about, um, you know, when do you, when do you come into metal and does metal make you more well rounded? Because, you know, you know, I came up with Chuck Berry, right? Um, I had classical music, I had big band music, I had Chuck Berry, I had the Beatles, I had the Beach Boys, right? All mm-hmm. that that like not even classic rock, like like really, really like the the what they would have called the oldest station when I was coming up. And I'm fascinated when I meet people that talk about metal and things and like I can always tell when somebody came up in a more serious quote unquote style of music, like like more modern jazz or progressive rock, like that sort of stuff. Like like, you know, the, those mm-hmm. those ones that are like snooty, because I was listening to this podcast for that um the bass lesson place I was telling you about last week, Scott's bass lessons. And um, they're talking about like genres, and he's like, "Yeah, I just I can't get into punk." And then they're like, "Oh, well, yeah, but but Nirvana is great." And I'm like, "Okay, this is where we disagree." But they're like, "Yeah, I really don't get into the Ramones." And he's like, "He's like the songs just aren't there." I'm like, "Oh, you're not listening. Like you need to put on Ramones Mania and really dig in, because this, the Ramones are fantastic songwriters, you know." And then mm-hmm. what really cracked me up. Because because these guys are both jazz guys, right? And they talk about a lot of like, I I, I know the band Jamiroquai. I don't know what style it is, but I know they love those bands. And they they talk about just different R and B and things that I have no idea about. But um, mm-hmm. like the one guy's like, dude, I saw this band. It's the most intense band I've seen. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear this. He goes, it was the Dillinger Escape Plan. <laughs> And I just started like laughing because I'm thinking like, oh yeah, like they're insanely intense. Right. But like to me, Dillinger is jazz metal. You know, I would think that'd be like an easy jump for these guys that are listening to bebop jazz and talking about a lot of the hardcore stuff they're talking about, like in the jazz world, like the, like a band like the Minutemen, right. The Dillinger escape plan, like even Firehose, like there's a lot of jazz elements going on there. And I just think, man, I am so thankful that I came up with the background I came up with where I could see that stuff. Because there, there was a period where once I got into like Kiss and Metallica and Anthrax, it was nothing else. But then somebody gave me a Ramones record and I played the shit out of that. It was Ramones Mania, you know, and that, that changed everything. Like that just opened up the doors again because for a while everything was shut down if it wasn't some sort of metal i wasn't gonna listen to it and then i got the ramones record i'm like oh fuck okay what else is out here you know yeah it's it's really it's 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 life-changing and it's it's just it's always funny to me that i can tell um i i can tell how educated a person is (laughs) by how they (laughs) talk about the ramones right you know, and and I don't mean you know that somebody's like stupid. I just mean like how much how much how much music theory have you had? You know, because yeah. somebody who who studied a lot of music theory, the more they've studied, the less they like the Ramones because they're not really listening. But anyway, for sure. Know. No, I get that. I get that. And it just that's 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 the type of band 
as as well that um if if you're a musical connoisseur you have to respect the ramones some some way shape or form and if you don't well then you're just that's on you you know what i mean yeah what like, well, it's fine we're like oh nirvana the song structure i'm like where do you think they're getting it from Mm-hmm. You know, what do, like, you, what do you think Kurt Cobain's favorite band was? Yeah, like pe- people just don't. It, it it really breaks my heart how few people seem to really know the Ramones, where somebody's like, "Yeah, Green Day." They, d-. I'm like, "Yeah, well, you wouldn't have Green Day without the Ramones, man." That's fair enough. Fair enough. Oh. Yeah, but anyway, I I think that's it. Let me double check. I feel like yeah, that's everything I wrote down. All right, cool, cool. Like um, yeah, with 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 the Aussie record, like the first single, "Patient Number Nine is is doing the rounds, you know, on the radio, and that was that's the first single with Jeff Beck as well. Yeah, that's a good so one. that's that that that's pretty exciting. I was in, you know, uh, my Sunrise Record location. Yeah. And I couldn't see like the CD or even a vinyl of it anywhere. But what I did find, okay, at this particular location, is the new Megadeth is out on vinyl now. Yes. Okay. Sick of the dead and, and dying. Yeah, and I'm looking at it, and it's like, okay, you know, maybe I'll grab this now. Oh, after taxes, seventy-five dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a double album. Okay, okay, fine. Well, I, I think there's more going on this. than that. Like, I don't even think they messed around with just having, like, a standard print. I, I think they just went straight for, let's do a deluxe vinyl. Oh, probably. Pro- pro- probably. And so I'm giving it the once over, and they don't even have the Dead Kennedys and Sammy Hagar covers on it. What? Yeah. Oh, so, screw that. That was... That was that was the made. That was the thing. Okay, seventy five bucks. No, no, not. no, no. DK's cover. No, yeah, pass. screw that. No, I'll I'll wait for the DVD. That'll be yeah twenty. That'll be twenty bucks with with the two cover songs. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All that. So yeah, I that's passed ridiculous. on that. That's, and, that's and disappointing, rough. really. It is for sure, for sure. But I definitely made up for it with my metal fix in a variety of other ways here first off um last weekend as we speak canadian death metalers begrimex moodius were in town um so i made i made my way down to bulldogs to the venue to check them out their new record rotting in the aftermath available now had to you know go check that out as well you know i sat down and had a chat with guitarist vocalist derek orthner as well really cool guy we've had begrime on the show in the past it's really cool having them on again and they kind of killed it it was a fantastic Time, uh, local bands, Flash Out, Solanum, and Zombie Assault as well, all added to the festivities. And it was the, I grabbed a vinyl copy of the new album, making it one of 12 vinyl albums I bought this, this, this past week, which Holy I'll get crap, 12. to uh, 12 of them. Dude. Which I just I just got lucky with 
with some of these releases and found them at really cool prices and it was just a good time to kind of grab them so yeah stick around for the remainder of the show to check out our interview with begrime exmoodius as well starting oh this is where are we here just wednesday evening this week um canadian black and death metalers wake came through town Rock on. Uh, you know, yeah yeah we had already played their recent record a little uh, couple issues a couple episodes back so it was really good seeing them live unfortunately i didn't get a chance to speak to with it would have been vocalist kyle ball again once again like we've had him on the show before with previous albums and previous tours but i just i wasn't a hundred percent if i would have been to the venue in time because of my schedule and all that so unfortunately we didn't have anything like that but wait killed it this this is a fantastic band and that record is available now on uh metal blade records rock on their their big metal blade debut that's something that um them signing on to metal blade was definitely something that picking kyle's brain about would definitely have been made would definitely have made for some cool conversations as well okay the next night okay the same venue at the park theater the sos festival the south osborne festival um started it was three nights in a row thursday friday saturday and it's a um it's more of a punk hardcore um festival and i was unfortunately just with my schedule and with other things that were going on i made the first night okay it was headlined by good riddance okay as well as the hardcore band ignite who I didn't know about this beforehand, or else I would have made more of an effort to cover this this festival a little bit better. But Ignite's vocalist is one Eli Santana, who is the guitarist for uh, who was the guitarist for Holy Grail. We've had him on the show during that project, and as well, he was a touring guitarist for Huntress as well. I believe oh, their no last. Way. Yeah, their last uh, tour he was a part of. So I the the end of the night, I basically had to bounce before Good Riddance came on, but I, I left happy because Ignite were kind of the headliners as well. Okay, Newfoundland hardcore band Brutal Youth were on the bill as well. I grabbed one of their vinyls. I'll be sure I'm going to drop a track a little while later. And kicking the evening off, kicking the festival off, was our good buddies and shit happens as, as well. Like, I know they've been totally stoked for this event for for a while now. And it was just it was just so thrilling. So seeing as a fan, not just their friends, but as a fan of the band. Seeing them up there killing it, you know, for an important event like this, really exciting. Night two, I didn't get to the fest 
until the headliners, the flatliners. I can't believe I just used that those words together. Headliner, <laughs> flatliner. flatliners. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I didn't get there in time to see anyone else but the headliners because there was a PW, a WPW, Winnipeg Professional Wrestling card. Rock on. Going on that same night in which um, Toronto female wrestler Jody Threat, who is a legit hardcore girl and skateboarder as well. And she's one of my favorites in the whole pro pro wrestling scene scene. She was there. So, of course, I got to come out and see Jody. The last time she was in town, she came down to the park. To check, I can't remember which show it was because all I cared about is that she joined us later to have a couple drinks at this at this hardcore show and all that because she's like legit. Yeah, you know. So I had to make sure that I went and watched her ply her trailer trade as well. Um, the Impact Wrestling World Champion Josh Alexander was defending the title against a local guy as well. So that was really exciting. Fist bumping the world champ was really cool. I have to admit that. You know, the the fanboy in me definitely jumped out. And unfortunately, uh, when all was said and done, I just, I had to tap that last evening. I just spent, I just spent the, la- the last night watching, watching baseball and just vegging with the family because it just, Ah, even 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 I, even Snowy, hopefully the ambassador of the year, you know, <laughs> can only go so long and so fast. So, uh, was in for a treat when I got home Friday because the new Decibel magazine had arrived, unbeknownst to me, while I was at work, and I was really excited, really excited. Because Winnipeg band and former Radioactive Metal alum Ken Mode are on the cover of yes, this. Yes, you were talking about that one. That one finally showed up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really, awesome. really. Oh, just ab- absolutely fantastic. I was so excited for the guys. Uh, just kind of flipping flip, flipping through it. You know, there's a thing on, on Razor. Escaluda Grind, uh, Conan, the Doomsters will be in Winnipeg soon. Articles on Behemoth, Immolations on Holy Cult is the Hall of Fame record. And Venom Inc., cool interview with Mantis of Venom fame, but, you know, legal mumbo-jumbo bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Now the Kronosless Venom is going under Venom Inc., so that was really exciting. And finally, before we get to some music that kind of came across my desk or stuff I'd kind of discovered online, I picked up 12, 12 albums this week. And like I said, I just kind of got lucky. And on top of that, nine compact discs as well. That blows my so mind, dude. It's... <laughs> It's definitely, it's definitely been like the compact discs. Five of them I bought secondhand off of a friend. She had a stack of CDs. Hey, I'm selling this. Okay, I don't have this one. I'll take this one, this one, this one, this one. Here's a couple bucks. Okay, fine, because I'm just 
you know, okay, if you if if I can get cheap physical music, I'm going to I'm going to jump all over it. You know, um, the other the other four CDs that I did pick up was um, you remember the um, Ray Harryhausen old uh, Sinbad movies. You remember when when you mean when, like Sinbad the Sailor that sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know if I've seen them, but I am aware of the movies. You know, you know of what they are. Well, I found a soundtrack, Bernard Herrmann's score for the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. That is really cool. That's the type of uh, type of music that Mrs. Snowy and I we sit down and listen to on um, date night. I found while I was at the Big Grime show, I picked up a uh, CD copy of the Flash Out um, self-titled CD off Give Praise Records, as well as some more classic albums from Tank. This means war. That yes, that Tank and Riot's Thunder Steel. Those two classic albums from the 80s yeah i just i don't know why i didn't have these in my collection at the time the thundersteel record i found do you have mcnally robinson books is is that is that a chain store in the u.s no is it, at least nowhere near me it doesn't ring a bell okay okay well they have a it's it's a big chain book bookstore okay some people are still reading books amazingly enough Enough to keep one chain alive. Um, they have a really cool music section. I don't know who's ordering the music, this the, the CDs and the records, but they got some cool, cool underground stuff. You know, in a bookstore, a chain bookstore, no less. So I'm going through this like, holy shit, they have this, they have this, they have this. So I grabbed Riot's Thunder Steel, okay, because I just haven't had it before. I flipped it over to see how much it was. Yeah. Eight eight bucks new. You gotta be kidding me. Wow, That's dude. it? That's it. So I took it up to the counter as well as a couple magazines and all yeah. of that. And I said, Okay, that C D I'm buying here. I'm saying this to the clerk. Okay, seven ninety nine. I'm holding you to that. Okay. <laughs> and the guy kind of looks at me like, uh, yeah, sir, I don't make the prices. All right, no, that's fine. That's fine. But I'm just letting you know that, you know, this is, <laughs> this is worth a hell of a lot more than what you're selling me it for. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess, I guess I'm just kind of that, that brutally honest. Yeah. Which is definitely not a character flaw. Let's get on with some music here. But first, some cool vinyl albums. I want to say thank you and horns to Brad Skavinsky and Eye and Ear Control. We've had Brad on the show talking about his record distro and all that. He brought in a copy of Suicidal Tendencies 1982 demos on, on vinyl. And when I saw that, I'm like, dude, hold that aside. I'm coming down to get it. It's basically... A number of the songs that would go on to make up the debut record for uh, Frontier Records. Oh, wow. You know, with the classic institutionalized, yeah. I shot Reagan, Suicidal Failure, I Saw Your Mummy, Fascist Pigs, and all that. 
the the sound quality on this album is absolutely abysmal because <laughs> it's it's a cheap demo you know it was a cheap demo from the 80s right you know it was probably recorded live in mike Mears garage over the right. air and all that it just it's just horrible it sounds terrible i love it okay like this is this is you know because it's it's the way the demos sounded back then. And we knew, okay, this is just a demo. It's just to showcase the music. If they get signed onto a reputable label or something, it's going to sound better. Yeah. And if they don't, who cares? It's going to go down in music history, which Suicidal Tendencies did just that. So I was really stoked for that. I found a secondhand vinyl copy of the first Rage Against the Machine album, which I've had on CD or on cassette when it first came out back in what eighty two. I'm sorry, you say Rage Against the Machine? The new, yeah the the first Rage Against the Machine album. Ninety one. Ninety one. Okay. Or no, ninety two. Nineteen ninety two. Still in a room without a view. Yeah, nineteen ninety two. I don't even recall back then ever seeing this album on vinyl i mean uh, i had i had the cassette and i i'm sure i have eventually would have, would have bought the cd at one point over the years as well but uh yeah i that's the first time seeing it on vinyl good price snapped it up gonna be cranking that probably tonight another really cool record i found kind of a a re-release metal blade um a couple years back 2020 re-released the very first merciful fate ep okay that even before the melissa album basically it was the al it was the ep that kind of got them noticed with the labels and then got them signed and all that and it had the you know the classic tracks nuns have no fun corpse without soul Doomed by the Living Dead, okay. And the title is the as the half naked girl being crucified by the druids, and it looks like it was created in charcoal and all that. But it's just it is a classic release, okay. And I was so stoked, even though it's a re-release, and I have these songs on various different other re-release compilations. This was the original. Okay, a reprint, yes, but this is still the original, so I was really stoked for that. You will recall uh, a little while back um, in one of my metal fixes, I was talking about seeing the Joan Jett Bad Reputation documentary on Tubi. Yeah. Right? Okay, and I loved it. It was a fantastic doc. And I'm definitely going to be checking out again. I had no idea until just a couple days ago that there was a soundtrack to this documentary. I had no idea that the soundtrack to this documentary was on vinyl. And I had no idea, okay, that it was a really cool yellow-green vinyl to it as well and this just this this the soundtrack to this the, this doc is just amazing okay you know you you, you have some typical Joan Jett and the Blackheart songs plus um, 
the Runaways Chair, Chair, Cherry Bomb, I Love Rock and Roll with Steve Jones and Paul Cook, Bikini Girls, Rebel Girl, Joan Jett doing I Want to Be Your Dog. They just all of that awesome music is on vinyl right now in my hot little fists. I had to shell out a pretty penny for that. Okay, but Mrs. Snowy took one look at it and just went, oh, wow, this is fantastic. Because she loved it as well. Oh, that's awesome. You know? Yeah, yeah. At the SOS Festival, I grabbed the last Brutal Youth record, Stay Honest. Once again, really cool Canadian hardcore. I grabbed the latest Wake album, Thought Form Descent. Um, the latest begrime that I mentioned. And the remainder is just kind of like some classic metal albums and AOR hard rock from over the years, uh, um, including Y&T's Mean Streak, which was nice. like that, that song has been one of my favorite songs like through throughout all the years. But I pretty much had every other Y&T records, but the Mean Street record, so the, the Mean Streak records um so i was glad to finally find a copy of that one of the most underrated bad company albums ever okay what had to have been like 1988 dangerous age album i don't know if you remember this or not like bad company like their heyday was definitely the 70s you know with um Paul Rogers on vocals, all the, all those classic songs. I absolutely loved the Dangerous Age album. Songs, you know, like One Night, Smoke Without a Fire, the title track. It's just, it's one, it's one of the records that I played the most throughout the, the latter part of the 80s. Yeah. And I saw vocalist, you know, at, at, at the time, Brian Howe, who passed away a couple years ago, had had to be just about one of the most underrated vocalists ever. Okay, because you know, not not only that he he followed up the the Dangerous Age, but the Holy the Holy Water record, which is another one of those really un, underrated albums from the Bad Company discography. And it's too bad that we lost such a great talent. But I was so cool. It was so cool to finally find that and lastly in the vinyls you know i'm a baseball fan okay and i haven't i haven't been able to give this a, a proper listen to yet this 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 particular record because um it's the type of thing that i'm going to need to sit with headphones on when it's nice and quiet or just just to focus solely on this because i found a really cool 1971 compilation record great moments in cubs baseball now what this is is a um all of the great years throughout the cubbies history from the 30s all the way up to the 70s yeah the the radio broadcasts yeah those those, those, those those moments those snippets yeah, it's like, oh, man, I'm going to be sitting down with a big old cup of True Cobalt coffee and just drinking this whole record in. Ah. Oh, not done yet, because we're going to get 
on to some cool music here. A really cool record coming across my desk, courtesy of Seeing Red Records. Awesome new band, Grave Bathers. Their new record, Rock and Roll Fetish, came across my desk. And it just... It, it kind of starts out with just some good good old time rock and roll, but then it kind of switches to what they dub a psychedelic proto metal from Philadelphia, and it's like, oh, okay, okay, that 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 I'll get. That kind of makes sense. Really, really cool stuff. We'll get to a track from that, and finally, new EP out. From Ohio death metalers Hoxin, who is basically all former members of the great, uh, the legendary death metal band Necrophagia, featuring the mighty Killjoy. Yeah, who was in this band as well before his before we unfortunately lost him a couple years ago. Well, Hoxin is back; they're alive, still kicking. And coming up with some great new music, the new EP, Postmortem Engorgement. I was cranking that really, really cool stuff. So let's get into some music here before we get to tonight's creature feature as well. How about some of the grave bathers with Ghost Them All?
from the aforementioned Newfoundland. Yeah, take that in. Hardcore band, a brutal youth from their Stay Honest record. And, dude, I, I love this record. I love this band. They killed it. Where is it? Okay, the name of that track was Hunting Wabbits. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, some other song titles on this record include John Hughes' Proverbs. Okay, Trim the Fat, Piss and Wine, and Millennium Falcon. These are all all awesome tracks, courtesy of Brutal Youth. And before that, once again, the Mighty Hawkson are back. That new EP, great stuff. That is that was a stabbed to fucking death. Great stuff, great stuff. Uh, we we have to have someone from Hawkson on the show. Just the stories. They would have, you know, just about the awesome Ohio death metal scene and just all, all the stories about Killjoy. Okay, there's probably a book in there, you know, a Killjoy and Me type type biography. Oh, yeah. Fantastic stuff, fantastic stuff. Once again, something else that was really fantastic and I got the new vinyl right here in my hot little fists. The new Begrimex Moodyus, Rotting in the Aftermath, available now. And I was so stoked to grab a vinyl copy of it when the band came through town. And I was even more stoked to have a sit-down chat, an action interview with guitarist, a vocalist, Derek Orthner, really, really cool chat, really, and more importantly, a really, really cool guy to get us to that track. Let's drop a track from that amazing record. This is Begrimex Moodyus with Hell's Embrace.
Hi guys, first and foremost, I figure probably the best way because you guys have been on the show before, but it seems it's probably been a longer time than it seems since yeah. <laughs> since since you guys were on. You're gonna I'm gonna be introducing you guys to a whole new set of ears. So maybe if you just wanna give a little short bio, who you are, what you do, your mother's maiden name, whatever you figure <laughs> is good, just to get everyone kind of an idea of who you are. Uh, yeah, well, we're a death metal band from Edmonton, Alberta. We've been around since 2005. We just dropped our fourth album, which is out now on Dark Descent Records. And yeah, we're just playing some shows in support of that. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's short and simple. Get to the point. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that would have been my first question. New record, Rotting in the Aftermath. That's quite a title. There, yeah. <laughs> there, there kind of an idea behind that? Um, I don't know, we just kind of generally theme ourselves around like th things that are like filthy or rotting as a metaphor and <laughs> a lot of the lyrics are about, you know, war and dystopia and oppression so it kind of feels like you're just rotting in the aftermath of a, a lot of, you know, what life is like these days. Right on, right on, yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you mentioned, this is record number four for Dark Descent. That's right. Okay, with, with a label like that, Okay, because it is a reputable label. It's internationally known. You know, you like the label like that can get your music out there. Do you kind of see a label like that as a step up from just doing it DIY or being a quote unquote local band? Oh yeah, absolutely. They have distribution networks that reach way farther than we could on our own. Not to mention they're gonna be dealing with PR companies that, you know, we don't have to pay the money to do that ourselves. So <laughs> it definitely, you know, lightens the load on our pockets and on uh, the work we have to do to get it out there. Right on, right on. And I assume this with record number four, you're quite happy with them. Yeah, I mean, they've been uh, supporting us pretty much since day one, and we, you know, we're the first full-length they put out, so we're happy to continue working with Dark Descent Records. Right on, right on. And over the pandemic, if you had any sort of debt downtime or anything, you didn't have any offers from anyone else? No, I mean, like we had this, uh, over the pandemic, uh, we were just waiting for this record to come out. So we just, you know, we just took our time and wrote another one. So hopefully we can uh, get that out soon. Ah, okay. It was six years, as I recall, between full length. Records. That's right. Yeah. Is that because of the pandemic? No. Well, a little bit. A little bit um, yeah. Like we took our time. Normally, when we would come to write a record, we would completely disregard our set list and just work on new songs. But after we released the Enslavement Conquest, we really wanted to push hard and support that record. So we never stopped rehearsing our old songs. And thus it took like a little, you know, it took a couple of years to write and refine until 2019 is when we recorded it. And then by the time I was done mixing it and sent to the label, um, that was the beginning of 2020. And you can pretty much figure out, you know, that <laughs> the world kind of ended there for a bit. For a while, and yeah. yeah, you know, record plans kind of halted and things got really backed up. So thankfully, at least it's out now at an opportunity where we can play shows to support it. So, you know, the wait wasn't for nothing. <laughs> right, right. Okay, you hail from Edmonton. That's right. Alberta, which could be the Texas of Canada, maybe? Certainly has uh, parallels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
what with what with that in mind and your lyrical content and your artwork or anything have, have you received any negative backlash from the Edmonton community because of it? Uh, from the Edmonton community, I don't think so. Like we tend to do pretty well when we play local shows and people come out and buy the records. So by and large, I think in terms of metal, we uh, have a lot of support at home. Mm-hmm. You don't have any church groups or anything knocking on your door. Never have so. had anything weird like that ever, <laughs> thankfully. Okay. Neither have I yet, and I'm kind of insulted by that. I haven't got one. I, I've been on doing the show 16 years. Not one Christian calling me up and saying, "You're going to go to hell if you keep playing this." Not one. I'm kind of offended. <laughs> yeah. Um. So with that, four records on a reputable label. The step up from just being a local band and all that, and you've been around for a while. Like that's this, right yeah this, this this band probably longer than you even think or it seems that way yeah it's been since 2005 so we're at 17 years now <laughs> <laughs> it certainly doesn't feel that way i'm sure how do you view yourself like do you kind of still see yourself as you know like a young gun or are you kind of moving up to that grizzled veteran type um I, I wouldn't say we're grizzled by any means but you know we've been around for a while and we've seen a lot of things but we're uh, always enthusiastic to keep going on the road and playing six shows with cool bands and that really just uh, that's a big motivation for us just to see some new places and get our music out there and when we're not uh, on the road it's also uh, always invigorating to be creative and push the envelope and just uh, explore who we are as artists right on right on right on throughout all this the last 17 years and all that Give me, give me some highlights. Well, we've got to go on some pretty amazing tours. Um, we've toured the U.S. four times now, I believe. Um, and we've done a few stints around West Canada, and we've done a cross-Canada tour. So we've covered a lot of ground. Um, some highlights from that include, in 2014, the first time we went to the East Coast U.S., we got to play with Mournful Congregation, as oh. well as a fest called Martyr Doom in New York City that was very cool um other highlights include um we met for example we made some friends with bands that have inspired us such as aries kingdom uh we played a fest with them in 2009 and then over the years like such as in uh 2017 we brought them up to west canada for a little bit of touring and they've even joined us on tour down in the the midwest states so things like that are really cool where you know bands that have been on our playlists for years have uh you know are cool to play shows with us no doubt no doubt i know i know there's nothing more exciting for me doing this is when i'm inter when i'm interviewing a band that i was a big fan of when i was like 13. right yeah. you know and you just you just never lose that excitement and i'm always of the opinion of once you lose that excitement quit yeah you go on and do, and, and do something else and that must be the same thing if you're in a band yeah, I mean, like we're all fans, so it's always a, uh, it's always quite a trip just to see like uh, what bands we end up playing with. Like, like if I could go back in time and tell my fifteen-year-old self, I'd be getting to play with the likes of Canadian greats like Razor and Gorguts. Like, that's unbelievable. That's not, that's not <laughs> right? Happen, I've said that on the show so many times, dude. So many times. Yeah, yeah. 
to keep to keep everyone's appetite for the band kind of wetted until this record, you guys pounded out a cover of In Tunes Post Rod. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Was that why that song? Well, uh, it's kind of a weird story with that song. Oh, good. I like weird stories. Um, in 2018, we actually attempted to record Rotting in the Aftermath, but we weren't super thrilled with how it was going. Some of the songs kind of seemed to drag a little bit. I get it. I um, get it but yeah, we, we were also at that time just covering that Entomb song. We had recorded drum tracks for it. We thought it was a pretty cool song because it was short and, you know, it's two minutes, pretty easy to learn. It was something worth trying. And then uh, come uh, 2020, we knew about LG Petrov's uh, Battle with Cancer. So we figured, you know what, we should finish up that song, get some good guitar tracks and vocals and bass on it, and we raise a little money for him. And thankfully, you know, we were able to raise a few hundred dollars and send it to him. Unfortunately, he passed away, but that's pretty much the story behind that song. Right. I, I get it. You were supposed to get this record out. You got rotting in the title, supposed to rot. That's clever. Was that intentional? No, that, just... that was a uh, pure coincidence. Pure happy accident. I suppose it fits the, uh, the bill, right? <laughs> did you ever get a chance to meet LG? No, I can't say I did, but I, uh, I did see Entombed at Maryland Death Fest in 2010. Right. Um, I will be the first to tell you that was not the best set. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, you know, I can only say I saw him. Definitely. I've had him on. I, I spoke to him the last time we were in, you know, the last time we were in Winnipeg. And unfortunately, yeah, they will be the last time. And he's, he was a great guy. What an amazing talent and all that. But we're going to, we're going to kind of wrap this up on a, on a more higher note. But um, in your words, what the hell is a begrime exuvius? Oh, it, it means to cast filth upon the light. So you can interpret that as someone who might be a bit of a uh, disturber of such. And we can maybe say what the light could be, you know, like the light that religious folks or whatever might claim they have some version of the truth. That they're trying to lure you in, lure you in with, and we're here to, uh, you know, kind of uh, diminish that light. <laughs>
Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling.
one release at least, okay? Um, Begrimex Moodyus had label mates in the classic 80s thrash death band Holy Terror. Their compilation album Guardians of the Netherworld tribute to Keith Dean was released in 2015 from the good folks at Dark descent records you you'll call back when mr dean had passed away and we gave the dedication to him and played some holy terror and all that well unbeknownst to me there was that cool compilation which featured stuff from the original demos and then off those first couple classic records well um i grabbed a track from that compilation but the original appearance was on the first Holy Terror demo that was a blessed sacrament. And before that, Dark, you know, Dark Descent label mates, they have a brand new record, Berater, their new records, Elysian Inferno, available now. That was on slot to absolution really really cool stuff once again thank you so much derek for not only coming through town with your awesome band but for hanging out and giving our listeners a couple moments of your time it's really appreciated and everyone all this music all that great record riding in the aftermath by begrime Go out, grab it, preferably on vinyl because it's a hell of a release. And as well as um, the new Berater as well. And try to find that Holy Terror, you know, compilation, you know, as tribute to Mr. Dean. Great stuff, great stuff. And some really cool stuff as well is in tonight's Indie Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. Okay, we have to start tonight's Indie Spotlight segment with an apology. It has been, oh, maybe three, four episodes now where kind of our yakking went into extra innings and unfortunately we lost the time to feature an indie band and of course our listeners you know they're like what the fuck you guys like we want to hear some cool new tunes like let's get your act together so we got it together this week okay and we're going to make it up to everyone with a really cool new band canadian death death thrashers deformatory that's a really cool name their latest release harbringer dropped as september 13th and we've been waiting all this time to get that out to everyone so without further ado let's drop something from that record in tonight's indie spotlight this is deformatory with corpse born
Facebook.com slash deformatory and deformatory.bandcamp.com. Go check them out there. As you heard, really, really cool stuff. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Oh, well, my friend, once again, thank you so much for this week like i said it's been it's been a hell of a week my apologies for such a long long long-winded metal fix i just had so much going on that i just was really stoked about are you kidding it's nice to be back it's been two (laughs) years dude two years since you've had a metal fix quite like that yeah it's yeah yeah for sure for sure and I had a really great time to get us on out of here. Dude, the new Artificial Brain record dropped as well this week. And I, I had no idea. I don't know, man. I think I'm slipping. I didn't know about this Artificial Brain record. I, I didn't know about the Randy Rhodes documentary. Like, holy shit, man. I, I don't know. It's my time know. to check into the home. I think Alzheimer's settings in. <laughs> It just might be. It just might be. Well, well, we'll uh, we'll go out with a track off that new record. Let's go out with Celestial Cyst. Oh, it features the vocals, guest vocals of Mike Browning from Nocturnus AD as well. Wow, fantastic stuff. So let's go out with that. And I totally forgot to mention. Now that it's sitting here right in front of me. I've been having a couple uh, fireballs and cokes here in my brand new Runaways mug. Yeah, the, the fame that 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 famous picture of them on the from uh, the the Queen of Noise live album, the album that basically introduced me to the Runaways way back when I was just a wee lad. I took one look at this mug and like mine. Mine, thank you so much. So, yeah, all weekend now. Every time, you know, I was getting a drink of anything, I was using my Runaways mug. Really, really cool stuff. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org. That's all the episodes, past, present, and future. You can see pictures of things. Oh, shit. I need to post pictures of the t-shirt I talked about. I need to write this stuff down. Um, But add RapMetal666 on Instagram. You'll see pictures there. Facebook.com slash RapMetal. Join the conversation. See pictures of things out there as well. Um, Why do I feel like I'm missing something? RapMetal666 at gmail.com. Then pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. Wherever mm-hmm. you like to listen to podcasts, we're there. We triple dog dare you to not find us someplace that has podcasts. So uh, that you that won't. is your your mission. But I mean, we're on iTunes, we're on the Google Play Store, we're on TuneIn, we're on Spreaker, we're on Stitcher. If you've got a smart TV, you can listen to us. Like you, you really can't avoid us. <laughs> really can't. Yeah. Try, try as you might. I'm sure there's more than yeah. one. One person that went, oh, those fucking guys. They're ah, everywhere. Ah, they're everywhere. We I, are. Everywhere I turn around, they're, they're fucking there. Yeah. And all and that. We're my even... favorite podcast. Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, my favorite podcast ag- aggregator that we're on is Player FM. Oh, nice. Okay. It, yeah, it's, it's my favorite. It's got every 
podcasts and you don't have to pay for it there's no app you don't you just you just go to it at play player fm search whatever show you're looking for it pops up and you just download it it's fantastic i love it that's, that's how i listen awesome, to all man. of my podcasts yeah 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 but we're even on spotify and we're on spotify thanks mm. to the fine folks at the shining wizards network so shiningwizardsnetwork.com we are proud to be a part of that network Lots of great podcasts there, wrestling podcasts, lifestyle podcasts, and it's just, it, man, it's a great family. We love those guys, and if you look for the Shining Wizards Network on Spotify, you'll find us in with that fine family. Well, for sir, sure. for I, sure. I think the clock of the wall says it's that time. So in the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a grimy episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.